Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast, where your host Sarah Grantanetti an amazing conversation with Katerina Valentin. Katerina is a facilitator, author and producer, as well as an avid explorer of the magic that is possible when we step out of conclusion and into question, especially with our bodies. Currently residing in Stockholm, Sweden, she works with the Global Access Consciousness team as Worldwide Communications and Creatives Coordinator. Katerina facilitates courses in consciousness, bodies and being you with curiosity, kindness and her unique strand of humor and continuous invitation to choosing more and greater. Katerina is also the founder and CEO of Creations Unlimited a Stockholm-based company offering consult services in idea-driven communication and project management. Sarah, over to you. Welcome, everybody. Um, Today, I get the pleasure of chatting with my dear friend and somebody I would actually call my mentor of mine, somebody who I I really look to for um, how to be a great leader, um, how to interact with people, how to interact with creations, and how to be me um, walking through the world. And so... I'm so grateful to get to chat with you today, Kat. Thank you so much for joining me. Now you're going to make me cry again. (laughs) We're obviously having a cry time. Yes. Thank you so much. That is a wonderful introduction. I'm so grateful. And yes. And this is one of the topics, like, even though this book has been around now for what was 10 years, 10 years, you believe this year, it is still one of the main topics of what I explore, like, who am I really? Who am I really? Who would I like to create myself as every single day? It's not, it's not an answer. It really is a question, continuous question. So and, and we go. thank you for that. Cause can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think, you know, or what I know and what I think we all know is like we grow up in a world where you're asked what you want to be when you grow up, but really it's, we answer that question with what do you want to do when you grow up? So what do you want to be when you grow up looks like, I want to, in the United States, the president of the United States, or I want to be an astronaut. I want, so we talk about the job and then I, we start to lock our being into whatever that job allows us to be. So can you talk about what you have discovered a little bit? This is like a whopper of a question about what being actually is, as opposed to what we think it is at our job. Well, it's funny. I mean, there's like a zillion ways to go. From that question but the, the thing that pinged for me is I agree with you when I was younger maybe not a kid but like younger when you went to school what do you want to be was really like what profession do you want to have and then that profession decides who you be and and when I started to uh, use the access tools I was a journalist writer and I would introduce myself as I am a journalist and I remember it was Gary Ordain that pointed out to me like every time you say that you are defining yourself as this particular thing you are a journalist with everything that comes with that everything that and I would never say that today like I would never define myself 
with my profession. And I do get it because it is somehow from, from when we're born in this reality, we are supposed to answer the question of who we are. It's like, we need to give people, it's kind of like in Asia, you know, when you, you ask somebody, they, people, when you ask somebody for the way in Asia, they will answer you whether or not they know the answer. They will, even though they have no idea where the house you're going to, they will still say, well, you go right and then you turn left and then you'll, and, and somehow I thought most of my life, that's how it's been like when people were asking me, so who are you? Like, who are you? Even if it's not that serious, like I will make, I will, I think I have to answer them. I have to define myself somehow to be able to answer that question. What if that's like a completely, like what if the actual question in a way is a definition? Because who are you in these 10 seconds? Who are you today? Who have you created yourself as today is really the only thing you can answer. Like, who are you in this minute? In this minute, you and I were two people who were incredibly touched <laughs> by other people on a video. Like, who, it's, it's such a, it is like, that's the aim of life, to define yourself. And then when you die, you you will know who you are. Um, and, and a lot of people, I think, like you say, get stuck in whatever they define themselves as. And then they have to defend that that was the right definition of them, like that was the right thing. And then they spend the rest of their life proving that that is actually who they are just because they decided that's who they were that particular day or, you know, when they got out of school, whatever. So it's a, it's a great question. And what if you're not your profession? What if you're not mom? What if you're not, you know, like, or dad? Like, what if what if all those roles, like images that we have is actually not who you are at all? And I, I, and I love the, the invitation of like the Being You classes, the, the Being You Changing the World book. Um, we'll get to that in just a second. But um, it is really this um, adventure of living is really, you don't, it's not a destination. And I know it sounds like a bumper sticker. It's not a destination, it's a journey, but really, <laughs> waking up every day and finding where you are on the road of life rather and and the the actual verb of living like life is that noun that is like encapsulated whereas like what you did with the the um i want to bring this up too is the the title of the being you changing the world book i remember interviewing you about that and you said you wanted it to have movement yeah and i want i want you to talk a little bit about that but it also plays with the adventure of living it's living each day an undefined who are you you don't have to define yourself by even just the noun of this is me this is my life like life period you know um so will you talk a little bit about how you or what do you where were you going to add first go ahead i there's no, something that two things that popped so one thing is the i think there is for in some ways it's kind of like we think it will be safer, more comfortable if we do have a definition of who we be. And then we can kind of like rest in that and be that. And we know who we are. And, and you know, there's even like, I know who I am. Therefore, I will choose this. And I would ask like everybody listening, just that is, you know, nobody can take your being away from you. You are who you be, whatever you are in that second. But there is also this thing where if you allow yourself to be malleable, to have that movement in who you create yourself as, look at the freedom of that. What if you're not your past? Whether the past is wonderful or not doesn't even matter because it's your past. You already did that. You already have that. 
What if that is not what define you? What if you can choose every day continuously where you would like to head, what you would like to create yourself as? Look at that, like the, you can even choose to stay exactly the same. The point is that you have a choice. The point is that you choose how much, where you want to go. Like that is really the freedom we have as beings in the world. So I would say that's part of that, um, the malleable. And with the title of the book, it was really that when I was working with Dane and all these different areas of his life, because the book brings up so many areas of his life, the one thing that was clear was that if he at any point gone to the answer and not continue to ask questions, he may not even be alive today. Because for him, that was really like the, the one step, one more step, one more question, one more step, one more question, and the allowance for things to actually keep changing, even if he didn't even know that that what he was doing at times. And he did. So for me, it was really this, what if we can choose to be malleable and changeable? And what if we have a choice to continuously change and move forward? That is, if that's, it's kind of like, then you don't, if you don't have to be the answer, then you also don't have to look for if it was the right answer or wrong answer. You can actually get out of judgment of yourself by being willing to continuously change and move. And, and again, your being, nobody can take that away from you. That's not ever definable, who, like you being your core being. That's something so undefinable that we don't even know what it is. Like. Well, it's interesting because is that why be, is that why we try to define it so much? You know, yeah. it's like, um, Kate put in the comments here, the comfort of definition. Like it's so, it's so undefinable and no one can take it away that the only way that we can kind of like try to grab it and feel it is to get it all its job so that we know exactly what to choose within those boxes. And so, um, I love the invitation that the being you changing the world book is we didn't, I didn't even say any of the announcement that, um, you were co-creator of that book and wrote that book with Dane. Um, so thank you so much for putting that out in the world. And then also the classes, like the classes, you read the book and you're like, oh my God, there's another way of being in the world. And then Dane created classes out of the book that um, spread it farther and wider. And you actually get to interact with the way that he bees him in the world and how he invites others to be them. And so I'd love to hear you talk about your, your first being you class and how that all came to be. Well, and also I love what Kate put in the thread, like the comfort of definition, because I think that's really, that's really, it's the lie somehow, the comfort of definition, but we've all bought it, like so much of what we do. And so we, we think it's comfortable and then we go there and often we're like we'll get bored or frustrated or whatever. But that is like, that's, that's putting it right, you know, very, very correctly put. Thank you. Um, yeah, that, so the class came really, like the book came out 2011 and we had like a small book lounge, um, launch. I can never say that word. It's one of the English words I can't say. Um, and we were like, okay, maybe we should have a class about the book, like a one-time thing. It wasn't at all meant to be a class that continued. So we had a, we had a one-time class in uh, Sweden, the first class, and it was amazing. And strangely changing in ways that 
completely different than a foundation class, for example, which is one of the first classes in Access Consciousness. And here we have this Bingyu class where seemingly so simple, right? Asked this to be you. I mean, that should be the simplest thing because you are the only one who knows who you are. So that should be so easy. And yet it's so like elusive. So that class was not comfortable. If we go to that, that's when you actually start undefining you in the class. You like you start undefining who you decided or concluded you were to allow yourself to actually start exploring who you truly could be, create yourself as and choose to be because you are an energy that can be created, chosen and recreated and chosen again. So the class, um, the first class we had was was so dynamic that it it like the book, it became an entity of its own because the book has its own entity. It's like this energetic entity in the world. And it has really from 2011 kept creating things around it. It's gotten itself translated into 16 languages and it's already it keeps coming out in new languages. And it's created this like movement of the classes and facilitators that facilitate classes in addition to Dane and it even has its own day now, <laughs> the book. So the book has like a really potent entity energy of creation. And so does the class. The class somehow, it's one of the, it, it's not a class that fits into any system. It's a class that people really can choose whether or not they've done any access. And it's a class that also people, they've done lots of access come to. And it is as changeable whether or not you've done loads of access or you're brand new because it kind of comes at things at a completely different angle. Somehow it's like, it like goes under <laughs> and takes you in, in it, it just, it unravels things in a different way since it comes through you, through your being. And it is truly like one of those classes. I would not say it's a beginning class and yet it is for everyone. Absolutely. And <clears throat> I know that you can sit in that class and not say one word, like not ask any questions, just to be there and receive the class and you walk out and everything's changed again um, because it just gives you a different perspective on being. And one of the um, things that we've been talking about in Access lately, and I would love to kind of just touch on this with you for our, our viewers um, and listeners, um, is image and how we create ourselves from these images. So like even today, like I came in to start our live and I can't find the cord to my ring light that lights up my room beautifully. And that might destroy my image. <laughs> so um, I just started like giggling as I was putting, putting, I mean, I think eventually I giggled at first. I was like, what happened? But um, so much about what we do and what we choose and who we think we are is this image that we've set up to either create or maintain. And so I, I, in looking at this class and even for myself, I'm like, wow, the more that we talk about this image thing, the more I'm kind of um, looking at how much still has to crumble for me to like really be in the being um, in the creation of my life. And so I was wondering if we can tap on that a little bit. I'm not asking for a deep dive, but just for people that are here on social media right now, you know, looking at this going, wow, but I am this thing. I, I am this thing that I put out in the world. And if you can say a few words about, you know, what questions you use to go, wow, am I doing this from being or choosing this from being or image? image. 
I think the some of the images we're aware of, like you're aware of the fact that you want it to look perfect when you go on a live, which is, which is, you know, it's an image. It was also a demand, you know, like it's kind of a mix of different things. But I would say the most, te- like the most uh, sneaky thing about images is that the image we really have is the one we've hidden from ourselves so well and we think it's us. Like it's that image that we don't, we're not really even aware of it. So I would start one is like kind of like be willing to be brutally honest with yourself in that way and looking at the images you have. And, and I notice them all the time right now since we started to talk about it. I mean, there's so many images that, that I have and you can choose when they come up, you can look at them. And, it, and I would say the main thing is to be an allowance of your images, because if you went to resistance and reaction is, oh my God, I have this image. I'm like so bad because I won't even dare to go out in the world without this image. Then you're like resisting and reacting and you're actually judging your image and it'll really stick in place there. Or you can align and agree and say, yeah, well, I've chosen this because this happened to me or I've chosen this because it is what, you know, it's the only thing I can be or it's the only thing that's accepted. So, but the allowance of it is really to notice it like, okay so for me for example one image that i have that's really clear for me is mother like i have a daughter who's 18 and and one of my images is the mother image whatever i made that as it's kind of like i think my mother image is like cool teenage mother like i like talking to her friends i'm like (laughs) but it's still an image in a way because i'm not i'm not i don't have all my like I'm not really able to be everything I be because there is something that I've created with my daughter that is like the mother-daughter relationship that keeps this image of me as a mom, a single mom of a teenager in place. And I, what I've noticed after we started to, you know, look a lot at images and work a lot and change a lot with it is that I have a way softer way of being with her. I actually have a, that there's more space of, just caring, like just the caring, the nurturing and, and a more relaxed space. It's like, I, I'm sure I have most of the image still there, but it's like, it's relaxing. That's the main thing that I noticed. Like the, and, and I think it goes for a lot of my images. They're relaxing. Like you have one with your parents, usually like another image. You have one with your colleagues. Those are the images that are easier to find, like the different roles basically that you play. But then there is something beneath that that somehow is your image that what you made so valuable about you that you don't even see it you think it is you kind of like what we talked about in the beginning with I'm a journalist so it's something but it's much deeper than that it's something somewhere there's something I decided that I am that I'm not even aware that I decided that I am. And then I function from that. So I function from that image. And I am so still exploring that. And in the relaxation, it's really the one thing, like the allowance and relaxation to really allow myself to relax into exploring what am I really or unreally, like Dane have started to ask, which I love, who am I unreally? Like if I don't need to be something in this reality, who am I? unreally so that's one of the questions i do use now like who am i unreally and everything that doesn't allow me to know that be that 
then create and destroy it. Right and wrong, good and bad, purple, gold, and choice, boys and beyonds. And I get there's not like, I know we want it to be like this, you know, purple pill <laughs> that we eat or, you know, a quick fix with a pod park. And, and I think with being you, a lot of the tools that we use, is really like an exploration. It's a journey to undefined, uncreate things that we bought as or concluded as who we be. And then from there, explore who are we unreally? Like, who are we beyond the images, beyond the roles, beyond the, um, oh, I forgot the personality. And there's one more personality, role, image. Sorry, I forgot the, the fourth one. Um, because it really is, there's something there that's you that you keep creating and, and keep uncreating and keep exploring and developing. And that is really the greatest adventure there is, you know, to find, to find more of that, I would say, and to create more of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. What happened? I'm suddenly I'm escalating. Suddenly. Yeah. Can you hear me? Does it sound yes. normal to you? Yeah, okay. it does sound normal to Okay, me. I think it stopped. Um, well, that's what I love about the the being you change in the world classes, and I think it's we should probably uh, is that they keep you moving. And a lot of people think, you know, in this reality, there's so many um, structures as far, especially if you're doing any sort of self exploration. It's like do this and then do this and then and then stay on this like path. And that that's like started when you were young in school in the way that um, education is comprehensive. You learn this and then you can learn that and then you can go there. And the cool thing about the Being You Change the World classes is there's no prereqs. They're open to anybody and everybody who and danger those class would like to go. And so I wanted to um, not wait another minute to make sure that we invite people on this live to come choose the class at the end of the month that Dean's doing. Um, uh, can you still I, see me? Yes, and I love what you just said because I had a conversation with one of the Being You facilitators because we have around, I think we have around 80 to 100 Being You facilitators all around the world. And one of them, Doris, and I had a conversation the other day and she has this client who the first time she went to like a Being You class with Doris, I was like, oh, I don't know. Eh, wasn't didn't do much for me. And then it went a while and then she came back and she did this class and she called Doris like a few days after and said, oh my God, that changed everything for me. That changed the whole way I was being. And after that, she's been coming to every single being you class that Doris has been facilitating. And she put it as it's a way of nurturing her being. It's a way of honoring and nurturing her being. And I, and I think a lot of times, like you say, with personal development um, courses and there's like a hierarchy you're supposed to tick this off and then you tick this off and then you get to that stage and even with awareness or enlightenment you're like you're rising in some kind of you know you're going upwards the being you classes they're not connected to anything like that they're not part of any kind of system they really are every single class is like a nurturing exploration and journey into our being together and somehow because there's this group of people that show up for every single class some of them always like the people that are supposed to be there and they show up to this class and so they all contribute something to everyone in the group to really nurture and inspire their being and it's such a different non non-linear chaotic way 
of developing yourself or exploring yourself. And I love that you brought that up because I think we forget, like we look at it as, you know, that's just something it is, but that's part of its magic. Part of the magic is that it really is just for you. Just those, like you choose this and you do it only to nurture, to explore your being, not for any kind of tick off your list reason. This is not that kind of class. So thank you. Yeah. Well, one of the other things that I've heard said a number of times is people who have been in, who have done a lot of access consciousness classes have gone through all the advanced classes and yeah. still have some, you know, troubleshooting with the like simplest tools that once they take a being you class, something opens and then all the tools that they thought were too hard or too comprehensive for them or, or that they had shut out all of a sudden become available to them. Like some of the easiest tools like light and heavy. Well, if you're not actually, um, you know, playing with the tools with the space of being light and heavy might get real, real tricky because you're trying to align your light and heavy often with your image and right and wrong rather than light and heavy. And so um, hearing people go, wow, I didn't take the being you class for so long. Cause I thought it was, you know, no prereq, you know, it's like a little, a little baby class over in the corner. I'm going to do all these energetic healing classes or, you know, so, and, um, to come back and do a being you class and have their whole world explode. Um, I think is also such an amazing invitation. And it, it really is. It's like your being is translating the tools and the perspectives for you in this class in it's like a whole often it's a whole new way every class I go to I don't I've done access for 12 years every being you class I go to there is something new and really like transformative that is created for me for my being and I I would not you're not never done like <laughs> this is not you don't get a diploma that says yes you are now being you. Done. Now you can go away and try to be Sarah <laughs> instead. Like you got this down. So really, it's like this is this is one of the most beautiful, amazing adventures we're on. And those classes truly allow us to use the tools through our being. The congruency, the more congruent we get with our being, the easier it is to use the tools. Uh, meme. <laughs> sorry i this is so hot in sweden it's like 31 degrees and oh, we sweet. have no air condition so i'm like i am so hot so i have to take this sweat away <laughs> you're doing great you're doing great um well we can wrap here i the the thing that i put on the graphic though kat i wanted to ask you because it's a it's a question that i use often when i'm putting on my being my being classes yeah. and um I wanted to toss it out here and just let have you extrapolate on what you know about that question, but it is what if you could wake up every day with a wild enthusiasm for being alive? And I'm you might have been the person who wrote that question. So I would love to know like what what invitation is that to you personally and to those possibly watching? Well, what would it be like if you who are listening or or both of us like what or what is it like when you do wake up with a wild enthusiasm for being alive? Because it is like, that's how we are meant to be. This is the life that we're living. We're living this life right now. We may have lived lives before, we may live lives in the future, but this is the life we're living right now. And that wild enthusiasm for living, that is really what is possible if, 
and it doesn't come from things being perfect. You know, that I think that's the main thing with that question. It really doesn't come from I have I don't know, like I have the right boyfriend, car, house, like all of that, or I am like so appreciated and everybody loves me, which was my thing for a long time. Like everybody likes me, everybody loves me, then everything is perfect. And then I can wake up with a enthusiasm for living because I don't have to fix all my relationships. <laughs> so whatever it is for you, whatever it is that that kind of like you wake up and it starts like pinging your head because you have to fix it or get it right straight away. That is really one of the things that is in the way of you being you and having that wild enthusiasm for discovering who you are today. And I remember it took me, it took me a few years to actually, I knew those morning would be possible, but it took me a few years to actually have one. You know, when you wake up and there's, there's nothing there but enthusiasm and joy. Oh my God, I get to wake up again. I get to go and play and see what's possible. And I would say that if you are starting to have those morning, even if they're like once a month or once a week, note that. That's like, hey, universe, thank you. I love this in the morning. Can I have more of that? Can I have more mornings like this? What would that take? Who, who would I, who can I be for me being widely enthusiastic for life when I wake up? And, and again, I really like being alive and exploring who you are. It's not always comfortable. It is not like you're going to go to this class and then you're always going to be happy. You may go to this class and you'll be more uncomfortable than you've been for years. And then beyond that, there's something different. And like you, that like the willingness to actually sometimes wake up and not being wildly enthusiastic about life is kind of the prereq for waking up being wildly enthusiastic for life. So you really, you really have to be willing to go through the more uncomfortable discovery times to be able to get to the congruency of you being you, which is really where that enthusiasm comes from. So if you're not super happy, that doesn't mean you're like failing at being you. It just means that you're exploring something that right now you're not comfortable with. And if you keep asking and keep using the tools, things will eventually change. That's like one of the things I think for, for so many humanoids is, you know, we go into judgment and we get stuck in things. That's not you being wrong. That's you exploring. It's like that, that is part of the journey. And then keep asking for more of those and keep noting when they are. I think we sometimes forget to, you know, note like, look, that's the kind of morning I want to have. <laughs> that's the kind of enthusiasm I would like to bring to life. Well, I think we also, we just, we forget that things always change too. It's like yeah. we, we find ourselves in some quarry and we're like, what is this? Ah, like things suck. But like, if you look back over your life, it's always changed. It's always yeah. changed. Whether you're using the tools or not, it's always changed. So if we can sit, and, and relax into the being that we be and go, okay, cool. I'm in this phase. What, what can I be right now that changes all of this? And those are the, those are the tools that we get in the BU classes um, that have totally rocked my world dynamically. So um, I thank you, Kat, for this conversation. I'm so thank grateful you. for you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about Being You or to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to 
www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?